With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, guys. Welcome back to another week with Sue and Lou. Welcome back to Common Chaos. We have a very special guest today joining us. We are so, so excited and we know you guys are too because we've just dropped a hint and you guys are going crazy. I know. We like posted on our Instagram and everyone's losing it. So today we are welcoming on Common Chaos, Matilda Jeff. So little background on Matilda. She is an influencer, a business owner, an all-round advocate of mental health, body positivity. Um, she She's a living, walking, wholesome icon. Wholesome queen. Lives truly. in Sweden. Um, and we can't wait for you guys to hear this conversation that we have with her. Get ready. Hope you enjoy. Scooter Bolt. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Oh, my God. Hi. Thank you so much for coming on with us. We're so excited. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me. I literally oh, feel like I, I am excited. I feel like I know you so well. Like, it's really weird. Same. Have you done a podcast before? I know it is weird. I have. I've done, like, a few Swedish ones, and I've also done one American okay. podcast. Well, welcome to the first Australian one. <laughs> You're our first Woo! female guest. I'm excited. Oh my god! Honored, honored. Yeah, <laughs> you were like top of our list. I was like, we need to get Matilda on. Oh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> Rufus, sorry, my my dog is like. I don't know if you can see him. Oh, <gasps> hello, Rufus! <laughs> Stop. He's like Aww. a literal icon. He's a little bear. He is. He, he's crazy. Like you will see him in the background here, just like jumping around. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's morning here. So I literally woke up, drank coffee, and then I just waited for this. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. Honestly, like, we're so excited to have you. I feel like you really align with everything that we kind of talk about. And we're so excited to chat with you today. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> Should we get into yes. it? Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Well, do you want to tell, for, um, for the people who don't know who Mat- Matilda Jeff is, do you want to say a little bit about yourself and... Introduce yourself. Yeah, I hate this part. Um, but I am. <laughs> I know. Is it the worst? It's so bad. And I'm so bad at introducing myself for some weird reason. But I am. So I'm Matilda Jerf. I'm from Sweden. So if my English is a little like, oh, that's why. Um, 24 years old, work as an influencer, also own my own clothing brand called Jerf Avenue. And that is basically like, Jerf Avenue is my main thing right now. Um, I still do like the influencer part, but I don't really do collaborations. It's more just like focusing on Jerf Avenue. Um, yeah, live in Sweden, have a boyfriend named Rasmus. We've been together for, oh my God, I think it's like seven years. Help. I cannot believe it's that. It's forever. No, but you guys just still seem like so you just love. met. Yeah. I mean, like it's your relationship gives me tr- truly hope for my future. Yeah. <laughs> He's a sweetheart. Relationship goals. He is a sweetheart. And then we have our little dog, Rufus, 
who's like, sorry, Ras, but he's the love of my life. So (laughs) (laughs) he's replaced you. I mean, it's like, yeah, that's the deal. He's so cute. I can't like literally all I do is look at him and I just want to squeeze him. He's adorable. You know, Ashton has a cavoodle called Wolfie and I feel like I'm truly second to Wolfie most of the time. (laughs) Like I feel like how Ras probably feels, but she's obsessed. I look into his eyes and he just gives me this look and it just, I'm melted. I just want to lay on the couch and just cuddle him all day. I totally relate to that. 100%. (laughs) <laughs> something we like to ask our guests each week um well, not each week because we don't have a guest on every week anyway something we like to ask our guests is um a mantra that they live by or that they follow um so do you have a current favorite mantra or something or that like your like favorite quote? quote I don't think so I did however like check out your Instagram before like a week ago or something was it this week and I saw the one that was like wait something about fear yeah which one was do it? you know um, which one I'm talking about <laughs> It'll be on the common chaos. Let's see. Yeah, I think it was you, Ashton, who said it. It was like fear, blah, blah, blah. blah. Oh, I said um, so fear Fear prevents us from, fear doesn't prevent us from death. It, it st- prevents us from living. Was yeah, that it? I love that one. Yeah, yes. it's such a good one. I was like, wow, this words to live by. Um, so yeah, I guess that's my answer. I, tr- I don't really live by like quotes or anything like that. I'm pretty boring in that way. I try to focus more on like, I mean, something that I do often is like focus on gratitude and those kind of like Mm -hmm. gratitude practices every day. And I think, I guess that's like kind of equivalent to like living by a quote, but yeah. Well, my favorite thing that you post is when you do the repeat after me or the, it's like, I love my body or I, those ones. I, Mm -hmm. whenever you post them, I think they're so profound for everyone who's watching you and obviously that looks up to you like that is so good because that's kind of why we do the mantras it's the I am like reaffirming to yourself exactly yeah so I love I love when you post those it's so good I had a a follower I don't know if she was a follower but I got a dm one time after I posted that and she was like you need to stop saying repeat after me it sounds like a cult (laughs) (laughs) I'm like but it's literally like repeat after me like I am don't worry we we do it every week on the podcast we're like repeat after me and it's just it's we probably sound culty as well and one of us says it and then the other one actually repeats it so we (laughs) it's the way to do it though and I feel like you have to be super clear that's when people understand 100% and it honestly whenever you say I am it's like the most reaffirming thing you can actually do to boost your confidence and it is also gratitude like giving back to yourself in that way it like really does shift your mindset yeah (laughs) <laughs> so we wanted to ask you, how did you start your entire career online? Well, it started after high school. Um, I've always loved like photography, styling, the creative aspect of it. Um, so I think that even when I was in high school, I posted photos on my Instagram that other people didn't. Like everyone just posted, you know, like these really like ugly photos with filters on, <laughs> like the Valencia filters and yes! stuff, like the Instagram filters. <laughs> so bad, so bad. Um And I think that I was more like I posted, I think my posts were more like thought out. They were more creative. Um, And then after high school, I worked at a clothing store to save up money. Then me and Ras, my boyfriend, um, we traveled to the Caribbean for three months. Wow. And I created a blog then just so my family could like join the trip. And 
I hit like 3,000 followers on Instagram and I was like, holy hell, <laughs> like 3,000 followers. Whoa, <laughs> like this is this is a lot of people. And then I got my first bikini. I, it was actually an Australian brand called Coco and Ray. Um, they sent me my first bikini for like a post. And then I went back to Sweden. I worked at a juice bar to again, like save up money. Mm-hmm. And then me and Ras traveled to Bali in Australia. Mm-hmm. And that's like when I started doing like these really amateur modeling jobs. Um, and you know, like brands would post me on their Instagram. I worked with a few brands, did like a few collaborations. I don't even know if it was paid back then, but it definitely did give me like the exposure. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think that a lot of like brands booked both me and Ras. So Ras would shoot photos and I would be the model. And then we would, you know, edit the photos, send it to them. And I think that just really... You know, I was exposed to a lot of brands, a lot of people. I got 100,000 followers when I was in Australia. And I was like, whoa, 100,000 people. (laughs) That's a lot of people. Um, And then it was time to go back to Sweden. And we were like, okay, so we will either like get back to our regular jobs or we will try this Instagram thing, see if it works. And it kind of just, it worked, which I'm very grateful for. And it was also like going back to Sweden. It's such a different climate from Australia. So I was like, okay, well, people are used to my bikini photos, you know, traveling photos. And then Sweden is pretty great, pretty, you know, it's not, it's a little more dull than, you know, Australian Bali. So I was a bit worried how it was going to work out, but I think that, well, it just did. And I'm super grateful. So that's kind of like how it all came about. It's not a super fun story and it's never like I planned it. It wasn't like, I want to work as an influencer. It was more like it kind of happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that's when it's the best is when mm-hmm. it organically falls into place, like without very much effort, you know, and it's like, it obviously was just you yeah. showing the world who you were and they, they clung to that and they loved, well. yeah, just seeing you. Yeah. And I think it's so sweet that you kind of did it in partnership with your boyfriend. Like, that's amazing that you could kind of work and travel together. Yeah. And now, well, does he work on the brand with you? Like, is that yours together? Yeah. That's ours together. So we've basically done like everything together, which has been really rewarding and really fun. And I think that it has worked so well because we started everything together. It wasn't like I started something and then he like jumped onto it. Mm. It's been the two of us from the start. Um, In the beginning, it was obviously, you know, it was a lot harder. And especially with just like Instagram the first year, I felt like I did a lot. Like I did all the creative aspects and he, you know, if I was away on a shoot, he didn't have anything to do. Yeah. Um, but we started Jerf Avenue together and he is the CEO. I am the creative in the company. Mm -hmm. So he like does the daily business things. He's amazing. Jerf Avenue wouldn't be what it is today without him. So I'm not going to take all the credit. He's truly, he's a star. So it's a good, we're a good team. You guys do seem like literally (laughs) an amazing team because it can't be easy always working, living and doing all of that with your partner. I mean, how do you balance that? I mean, it is. Sometimes it's more difficult. um, But I think that for us, it's just really important to like, try to separate it. So if we do get, you know, a little bit angry with each other at work, we have to leave it at work and we can't bring it home. Um, The most difficult part is that we love our job so much. So it's hard not to talk about our job 24-7. Sometimes we have to be like, okay, like we're sitting here at a nice restaurant. Like we're having a cute little dinner. Like we cannot sit and talk about our job 24 seven. It's not going to work. Um, so I think that I've just gotten better at being like, okay, Ross, I really don't feel like talking about this right now. Can we save it for tomorrow? Mm. And I think that has been really like the key, but I mean, I'm not going to romanticize it because it is mm. difficult sometimes, 
but it's also the best feeling working towards the same goal and like growing together. It's truly like such a cool thing. Yeah. Because I feel like at least I know with a a past relationship of mine, we both worked in the same industry and I feel like it got so competitive between us, which was just so toxic. So I think that is so important that you've got like similar goals. You're both excited about getting towards the same place because at the end of the day, it's only helping your, your little family that you, that you both have created together. Exactly. Yeah. You guys have been together for seven years, did you say? Yeah. How, like, what are your, like, best tips or what's your advice you could give on how to keep that healthy relationship for so long? Especially because, like, through those years, you change so much, like, your teenage years into your 20s, like, so much change happens. And you guys, like, met in high school, didn't you, when you were really young? Yeah. And that's, like... Yeah, I met him when I was 17. That's unheard of for, like... Wow. And that you've, like, gone through that massive... Because, like, when you're 17, you know, normally it's, like, oh, young love and whatever, and it can easily fade out. But, yeah, what? how did you, I guess, you know, maintain that? I mean, I've always said that, like, when you meet at such a young age, you will either, like, grow together or you will grow apart. Because you do change, like, who I was at 17 is not who I am today. Um thankfully the same goes for us like we have both grown so much both as individuals but also as a team um and I think it's a lot of communication has truly been like the key for us always communicating with each other does something feel off like you know like communicate that to your partner um it sounds so cliche but the communication part of a relationship is so essential like Mm -hmm. if you if you don't communicate it's not going to work Um, so that has definitely been like the biggest thing for us, I think. And also because we do work together, it's so important that we have our like alone time. Yeah. I love that he, you know, has all of his sports. He has his friends. I myself need a lot of time just like being by myself with myself because the job is such a like social, it's so draining because I give so much of myself all the time. So I like to just recharge at home. Um, so that is really important for me. I have like my own workouts. I have my own time with friends. He has his alone time. And that just makes us a stronger couple as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think communication is truly like that has been the most essential part of our relationship. Always talking, never letting something get super big because you haven't talked about it. I think it's better to like nip it in the butt and, you know, like talk about all of the small things all the time. That's what we say all the time, like within friendship, relationships, Mm. anything, like just communication. Once you can just get your kind of emotions and feelings out, it's never as bad as what Mm. it feels like in your head. And you can just kind of like, it settles way easier. And I think, yeah, that's where a lot of people struggle in relationships. I feel they just end up getting so angry and holding everything in. And then it comes out in one big lash out instead of just telling them how you feel and... Um, yeah, it's amazing. Congrats on exactly. getting that far with each other. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see how much longer you guys are going to be together. Hopefully till there's some babies and oh, marriage. And- <laughs> I, I hope so. I'm hoping, you know, there'll like, be a ring on my finger like, soon. <laughs> like, I'm waiting. <laughs> but now I'm also like, now I'm also like truly like, I don't need to get engaged or married right now. Like I have it's so much busy. I need. I want to do. I know that's the thing. Like when I get engaged and married, I want to have time for it. And right now, if Rasmus was to propose to me, I would be like, yes, of course. But like there's no chance that we would ever have time to plan a wedding mm-hmm. or anything like that. And also I still feel like I'm like 19. Yeah. yeah. Still, so you're still it's so just, young. Exactly. So there's, there's no rush, but yeah, seven years, it's, it's a long time and it's wild. Like when we met, 
Like he's a completely different person. It's crazy, but in a good way, but also like there's still so much of him left, Mm -hmm. but he's just grown up so much, which is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Are you guys the same age? Um, He's one year older. So he is 25 turning 26 next year. What star sign are you? I'm an Aries. Oh, you're an Aries. And he's a. Yeah, what is he? A Pisces, maybe? Oh, I love Pisces. I don't know. (laughs) When's his birthday? (laughs) February 26th. Yes. No, Pisces. Pisces, yeah. Oh, Aquarius. Maybe Aquarius. Well, my mum's a Pisces and she's on the 1st of March. So I think it. Yeah. Yeah. Pisces. Yeah, probably. Cute. Pisces, man. Emotional. (laughs) Emotional, supportive, loving. You're like me, sis. We're We're fire queens. We're like go-getters. I am, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> Literally a fire sign too. <laughs> but yeah. I want to talk about Jerf Avenue um, because yeah. it's incredible. I ordered some of your pieces. I wear them to death. Like literally everyone's like, stop wearing this. I wear the bando top like all the freaking time. I'm like going to destroy um, it in a minute. But how did you um, – decide or I guess come to be like, this is what I want to do. I want to create a clothing brand. And how was that process for you? Because we've got another friend that also has a clothing brand in Sydney. And she literally just said to me like, this is so much harder than everyone. <laughs> like, It doesn't, it looks way easier than it actually is, I guess. Yeah. So how did you go about that whole process and how's it going now? Well, I did a few like design collaborations with different brands. Like I did two. I did one with Sabo Skirt. Mm, um, also did one with a brand Brizzy? called. Uh, Is that an Australian brand as well? Yeah, Brizzy Girls. Yeah. Look at you with yeah. all these ties to Australia. Might have to come visit. Yeah, you have to come visit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I want to go back. It's just so far. Oh my God. You guys are like. We know. The end of yeah. the wow. We know. <laughs> <laughs> But, but still, it's so beautiful. Me and Russ really, really want to go back. So hopefully we will be able to. It's just my fear of flying that stops us sometimes. Um, yeah, it's a bit yeah. scary. Anyways, it is. But that's a whole other story. Yeah. I can talk yeah. about that for like 30 minutes. <laughs> you don't want me to get into it. Um, but yeah, so I did a few, like I did with Sabo Skirts. I did another bikini um, design collaboration with another Australian brand called Ette Swimwear. It's a really small brand. Um, then I did two design collaborations with two brands in Sweden and I loved it. Mm. I've always loved like fashion, the design process, the creative aspect, but I never had the control that I wanted. Like I wanted to be able to decide this is where we produce, like this is the material, like everything. I, I was very hands-on with everything, but I still, you know, it wasn't up to me. I wasn't with, I wasn't the one sitting with the budget, you know, like where they produce is where they produce. So me and Ras were like, okay, so we're getting all of these, you know, questions. Can you do a design collaboration with us? Um, why don't we just try it ourselves, have full control, like really create a brand that aligns with our values. And so we talked about it and talked about it. And then we were like, let's just do it. Like, let's see what happens. So 2019, I flew everywhere for modeling I did a lot of modeling gigs I am not like a model I would call myself an amateur model but it paid the bills it I saved a lot of money on it so that's great (laughs) you okay you really truly are I'm sorry you are a model you're like the most gorgeous thing Mm. I've ever seen in my life Mm. but I feel so like literally when I'm like oh yeah I did this modeling (laughs) job I'm like Matilda 
calm down. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, I did a lot of modeling jobs that year just to be able to save a lot of money so we could finance Jurf Avenue. And then we basically what we did is I started emailing a bunch of factories, a bunch of agencies like textile agencies in Portugal. And that was the first step. And then the second step was that we created a website. So we did it in a really weird order um, and a very like non-traditional order. Like we didn't really have a business plan. It was more like, let's just wing it. Let's do this. And that's kind of me in a nutshell. I'm not really good at planning. I just kind of like <laughs> wing everything that I do, um, which is like both good and bad. But um, I think that us not knowing how hard the journey was going to be made us do it. If we would have known, I think we would have been scared off. So I'm like the naive thing like it was so naive but it was so good because mm. otherwise I think we would have been like ah this is gonna be so many steps there's gonna be a lot of bumps on the road like do we really want to do this um but yeah so then we just you know like I sent over my sketches and like inspiration and fabric what I wanted um and then I got my first sample back and then everything happened really quickly it was from like January and then we launched in December wow so yeah it was wild and what was the hardest part for you, I guess? Like, what was the most challenging aspect of it? Like, setting up the business or was it the designs and the factories and, like, getting the clothes right? Like, what was the most, yeah, difficult part? I think, like, the design was really easy. I knew what I wanted. I knew that I wanted, like, a core collection, like, items that I can use every day, items that are very, like, true to me that my followers would want to, you know, that's what they want to style. Um, I think it was more, like, like, the website, I've never done a website. So we worked with a, like with a company in Sweden and it was horrible. Like it was not a good communication. So that part of starting the business was really, it was just headaches all the time and it would just get frustrated and they promised a lot and nothing like held up. It was really messy. So I think that was really difficult because I wanted it to work. So, you know, I really wanted it to work. I wanted it to be a smooth experience for the customers and then things happened and it was their fault, but they didn't want to, you know, they didn't want to take responsibility for it. And I had no clue what to do. Like I've never, you know, created a website. I don't know. I'm not a tech person. So it's annoying. It's really annoying feeling so helpless yeah. when it's like my little baby. Like I want everything to go so smoothly. So I think that was the hardest part um, with like the factories and everything. I, that was surprisingly pretty easy. Like I emailed a lot of, of factories and then I spoke to, you know, we had like phone meetings and then the factory that we went with or like the, so we worked with an agency that would connect us to their factories. And that was just really, that was amazing. They're Portuguese. They're the sweetest. They're so good. We still work with them today. So it's really, that wasn't surprisingly, that wasn't that difficult. Yeah. I just trusted my gut. Yeah. And yeah, very important when it comes to business, business and yeah. anything in life, I feel yeah. is trusting your intuition. Mm. Truly. It's like when my gut feeling is off, I know that, no, this is not, don't do this, Matilda. And then sometimes I do it anyway because yeah, then, then, people are like, oh, do it. And then I regret it so badly. I'm like, I should have just listened to myself. Like you always have the answer within, truly. And with your fashion, who would you say inspires your fashion? Your style. <laughs> your fashion style. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I'm like, that didn't sound like, right. Uh, yeah, your style. <laughs> Where do you get your style but I get inspiration you. from? That is what I mean. Uh, I think I get it from like all over the place, truly. I don't think I, I don't have like one specific person that inspires me. Like obviously, like I love scrolling through Pinterest, Instagram, all of that. 
I love just like looking at people on the streets. I weirdly get inspired by like nature as well when designing. I'm like, oh my God, this flower is beautiful. What if it was a tank top? Mm. (laughs) So crazy. Um, So I feel like I get inspiration from so many different, um, you know, like website people, basically everything. But I think for me, it's more about being comfortable because if I'm comfortable, I'm going to be confident. So that is truly like the most important aspect of my fashion style. Yeah. I definitely feel like nature plays a lot into your personality and like everything you post. Like you always yeah. buy a beautiful beach house or lake house or wherever you are. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, this looks like a dream. But I think like having that aspect in, I think anyone's life can just give so much grounding. Like, do you feel like, yeah, because do you, you live in Sweden, like in the city, but then where is this? If guys also, I'm, I'll give the preface. She always posts these really beautiful photos. Like you have to go on an Instagram <laughs> and have a look, but it's like, yeah. you have, what is it like a lake house or something? Well, it's, so we live in Stockholm, which is like the capital of Sweden. Yeah. Um, and then like five hours away on the other side of Sweden. Um, so four hours away on the other side of Sweden is my hometown, but it was uh-huh. a very tiny town. And then like, one hour from there, so like five hours from Stockholm, <laughs> this is so confusing, <laughs> is a tiny little island with no cars where we have our summer house. And we've had a summer house in our family there for years. And then this year, me and Ras purchased our own little house there, Yay. which is like truly a dream come true. Like I never thought that would happen right now. I thought that would be something we would do when I was like 40 or something. But then this like little piece of land became available and it's the same land that has once been in my family. So it kind of felt like meant to be. Mm. And also the price was really good. So I was like, if we don't do this, like we're stupid, like we have to. Yeah. So it's a tiny little island with no cars. That's amazing. That's where I like to hang out. <laughs> well, I feel like, yeah. do, you, do you think being like in nature and around the water and all of that, does that help you stay grounded and like connected to yourself and... I mean, truly, like for me, I would rather go there for a weekend and just like relax, you know, like read a book, be by the water, cook good food than like be out partying. Yeah. Um, for me, it's so important to like really recharge and I recharge in nature. Um, you know, I love just like the serenity of it. I love just like the no cars. Wow. So how does, amazing. do you just bike yeah. ride around? Like, do you get a boat there and then you guys just bike ride? Yeah, so you take like first you take a car ferry mm-hmm. to one island and then you take like a tiny little ferry to our like summer house, the island where our summer oh, house is on. Um and then they have like golf carts. Yeah. On the island. Oh, like, so Hamilton if you have a golf island. cart, you can There's a place in Australia yeah, called Hamil- like Hamilton Island that's yeah. pretty much like that. Golf buggies. Yeah. Yeah, so cute. Not as peaceful. So now we need though. to buy one. Definitely not as peaceful. It's like full of tourists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Damn it. (laughs) Well, I feel like now that Corona, you know, happened, there's been more tourists on our little island. And I'm like, no, get off. (laughs) (laughs) And you, please, you're not welcome. (laughs) (laughs) How many people like are allowed to be on the island at once? Is there a maximum capacity? (laughs) (laughs) I don't, (laughs) I don't think there's a maximum capacity, but I think like, I think there's like around a hundred people that live there year round. Like, which is to me crazy because mm. we don't even have like a grocery store on yeah. the island. So I'm like, where do you buy food? Oh my Wait, God. Wow. Um, yeah. It's, do they have to come back to land really buy food and then bring it on the yeah, boat? Yeah, they have. Yeah, well, we have like, there's other islands surrounding our little island. So on the other islands, they have grocery stores. So you will either have to take 
like one tiny little boat to mm-hmm. the island or you can take, you know, like the two ferries and go to mainland. Yeah. It's kind of like Stradbroke yeah. Island. It's like wild. When I, when I grew up, I we used to have a beach house as well on this little island called Stradbroke when we were younger. And my parents would like load the boat up with just like groceries for all the kids. Yeah. And we'd like go home. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's so special. All my childhood memories are just from being on the island. Same thing, like running around barefoot, not yeah. caring, just being yeah. away from the city. And you make like it's homemade so nice. bread and stuff with your dad, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I see you guys hair making stuff from scratch. I'm like, oh my God, that looks so delicious. Literally that recipe is the easiest bread recipe in the world. Like you guys need to do it. It's delicious. But yeah, I just, you know, like I really, I'm such a family person, like mm-hmm. at heart I've always been. Um, so I just love being there with my family, like during the summers when we're all there and we can just, you know, like pick strawberries from my grandpa's like garden. Oh my God. Um, so wholesome. Bake our little bread. It is, it's truly like, it sounds like a cliche movie, like a Netflix, like a Hallmark movie, but it's really, it's really special. No. I'm really, really grateful you, that I have that. Your life does look like a movie. You are mm. like giving me always main character vibes and I love your photos and you're walking <laughs> with your big bunch of flowers, flowers down the street. I'm like, yes, bitch, <laughs> you're doing the damn thing. I know. Oh my God. I try you know I like I romanticize my everyday life I'm like I need to romanticize this because Sweden right now it's fucking depressing I'm sorry but it's dark the sun goes up at like 7 30 goes down at three (gasps) I told you the other day it goes down really early oh my god imagine it's awful I would be very depressed to be honest I would be not well so that's what I'm trying to Exactly. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to prevent the depression from coming. Yeah, get outdoors. Need the flowers. Um, all of the serotonin yeah. boosting things. I need the flowers. Exactly. So that's what I try to do. But yeah, it's really, it's hard. And it's like this until like, well, it's a long time. Well, okay. I'm not going to be dramatic. <laughs> the darkest hours are like the darkest days are coming. And then like, I think it's like the De- December 21st or something that it turns around, but that's just like by an hour. So then it'll be dark at four instead of three. So I'm like, it's literally wow. the same thing. Um, Is there anything so, that yeah. you do um, on a daily basis to kind of keep your mindset positive? And because you, you also talk about mental health a lot online and the importance of that. And um, yeah, yeah, I guess what are your little tips and tricks? that you do Mm. well first of all like the the little like gratitude thing that I do with like the cult (laughs) vibe I am love (laughs) I am like um I try to do that and I'm not gonna sit here and lie and be like oh I do this every morning because I I don't but I try to do it especially when I feel a little off like it can be in the middle of the day I, I like to just be like okay I am liked. I am loved. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, <laughs> truly. It's like, Russ is like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, but I try to just like, when things get a bit too much, when I feel off, I try to take a step back, get perspective. I also really like, again, like communication. I really like to talk. So like, I, especially with my past eating disorder, if I feel it like creeping up on me, I like to tell Rasmus because mm-hmm that kind of like keeps me in check and that kind of like makes me also realize what I'm saying. So I'm like, Ras, it's not a good day today. Like, I feel like I can't have dinner. And he's like, what the fuck Matilda? Like you need to eat right now. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah, of course I do. What am I like? What am I saying? Um, so yeah. Talking, being vocal, that really like is key for me. And then 
like small things that I do. Like I love, I walk to and from the office every day. Um, it's like a 25 minute walk with Rue. Um, mm-hmm. So that really also, it's like me time. I yeah. love that. And I also get to be out, you know, fresh air. I think like fresh air is so underrated. Mm-hmm. So important. Like we need it. And sunshine. It's so important. Yeah. Well, the sunshine is a bit harder. <laughs> I'm like, don't rub it in. Sorry. Pull <laughs> in the, 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 the six hours that you get. Look, if it makes you feel better, like we're in summer right now and it's been raining and mm. gloomy every single day. It's And it's so humid though. Like if you probably remember from when you're in yeah. Bali in Australia, like it's so wet yeah. and humid. It's yeah, So like we, we don't have it much better, so don't worry. <laughs> but you guys will probably have it much better in like a week. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So like but now we can relate. Oh God, I remember. We're going to yeah. we're going to London in literally six days, so we're about to be in the cold with oh, you. Wow. Yeah, it's our first time yeah, traveling in two years. years from Australia. We haven't been able to leave. We've been locked here. You guys have had the craziest lockdown. Like we've noticed as well. Like now that lockdown is over, because it's over for you guys, right? Like they've lifted the restrictions. Mostly. Kind of. You still can't travel Lovely. like interstate. It's, so it's, it's just so fucked oh. up. But lo- the lockdown, everyone is free now, but they literally could give you like two days notice and they're like, you're all locked down again. It's messed up. It's crazy. What's it like for you guys? Can you travel like in between countries? And Yeah, we've had a pretty, it's been pretty chill here. Not with like cases. Like there's been a lot of deaths and, you know, like people have been really sick, but the government or whatever, who decides, I don't know. Um, it's been very like we've we haven't had any like major restrictions. I think the the biggest restriction we had was like, oh, you can only be four people at a table in a restaurant. Oh, um, so did you guys never close so, restaurants? No, never, <laughs> never. So we didn't do anything like that, which was like, I don't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing, but I think it, you know people in Sweden they've been pretty like chill with corona which for me has been really scary because my mom has an autoimmune disease so she's been like in the risk group Mm -hmm. so we've been really you know like we've been really on it like with social distance we've only been at work and then came home and then when we got our two shots of um, the vaccine we've been able to you know like do more stuff which has been really nice but yeah, the first trip that we took was to France now in October. And I forced Rasmus to drive down to France because <laughs> I was like, I haven't been in an airplane in like two years, Rasmus. I don't know if we can do this. So we drove down. It took us like two and a half days and I don't have a driver's license. Oh my God, the poor doll. He got oh. stitched up. <laughs> Truly. Lucky he loves you. <laughs> it's not a good moment for me. I'm not, I'm not proud of it. But yeah, that was the first trip we did. So Have a good road trip. I, Paris as well. I mean, yeah. oh, do you go south of France? Yeah. 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 We went to like um, Antibes. Oh, Antibes. I miss like it there. My favorite. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I was, it was the first time there I've been to Nice, but it was so beautiful. And I was just like, we usually travel like several times a year to California. Mm. And now we haven't been back. We were in New York and Miami last year um, in like January, but we haven't been back in LA for like two years and I'm like oh my god Russ we need to go now you could go couldn't you you guys are allowed to fly you just yeah now we can go yeah now we can finally go I think it opened up in like I think it was like beginning of October so before we haven't been able to travel we've been banned from the US um so yeah (laughs) but now we can't go because work yeah I was gonna say that must be hard now I guess where you said that you've stopped doing as as much of the influencing stuff but Mm -hmm. like it You've got a team. You've got quite a few staff members, don't you? Yeah. But it would be hard yeah, if at, you left, right? 
Yeah. So we're a team. We're 12 in the company now. So wow. yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. And we're hiring more. So I think this spring we're going to be like 15. So go, go. All of a sudden I'm like, oh, so yes, thank you. And you've only had it but for like, like a year, right? It's, it's been two years two. now in December. Right. Still. Yeah. But it's not like, it's also, you know, like with only, like your family has literally only existed through the pandemic. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like we launched December 2019 and then, you know, like Corona came like January, February. So it's been really, it's been weird. And I feel like, you know, even this year, I haven't been able to focus on what I'm supposed to focus on, which is like, you know, designing, being creative. I've, you know, done customer service. I've done production. I've like been an e-commerce man, not a manager, but I've like worked on our website. So I've done everything but the actual task that I'm supposed to do. Yeah. So I'm really excited to just like let your family grow more as like a real brand 2022, like have a good team that, you know, can all focus on their tasks and, you know, their everyday things. So yeah, but it's like, suddenly I'm a boss. Suddenly I have people <laughs> to, you know, it's crazy. It's weird. And that also, it definitely makes it harder. Like I can't just, you know, like suddenly leave like I can't just book a trip and be gone for a month that's not gonna work like that's not how I want to operate our business so that's like the balance of being you know like I want to like I want to go back to LA for example but then we were supposed to go to Miami in November but we had to cancel because we had too much at work and then we were supposed to go to LA in December but we had to cancel because we're moving offices and stuff so it's more like I have to plan ahead of time now Mm -hmm. so I can't be as like weird as I've been before yeah yeah. Um, on for, well, for Jeff Avenue, I noticed that you guys posted kind of making a statement saying we don't retouch any of our models. We don't, um, you know, condone that and we will never do that. Why yeah. did you decide that was so important for you? And I love that you do that mm-hmm. first and foremost. Like it's, you don't see many brands kind of come out and be like, we want to have div- diversity here and like, you know, openly yeah. stating that you don't do that. So run me through that. Well, I think for when I started doing more like modeling jobs, like I did a lot of e-com shoots for a brand in Sweden. And I was so like, I was like, oh, is this what you guys do? Like, you know, I wear, I put on a dress, they pin it in, like they make it look like it fits me perfectly. And then they write out on the website, oh, Matilda's wearing a size small. Mm -hmm. But in reality, I'm wearing a size small, but they pinned me in, like they made the dress fit perfectly. Like it's not what it is on the website. That's not what you're going to get as a customer in reality. And then I did like a few other jobs where, you know, like they would retouch my body. I posted about that like a few weeks ago. Mm. I think that was also an Australian brand. But yeah, I did a shoot and that was truly like, that was the worst shoot I've ever done in my entire life. So I did it in Positano, Italy with a photographer and it was only the two of us. So I did my own hair and makeup, which was fine. Like I don't mind. And then um, I think we shot like 90 looks on location in like one and a half day. Yeah, like nine zero. Uh -uh. It was insane. It was horrible. And then, so the photographer didn't retouch the photo. So I don't think she was aware either. Um, But then I got all the photos from the photographer and I'm like, okay, you know, I don't love, but you know, it's not my style of clothing. And it's not, when I did modeling jobs, I didn't care if I loved it because it's like, that's not my, I'm not allowed. I like, it's not it's not what I'm here for. I'm just here to be like a model. Mm. Um, but then the brand started posting photos and I'm like, something looks off. Like my neck is not this skinny and my (laughs) arms are not this small. Like what have you done with, like, 
it was the weirdest editing. And I'm like, why don't I recognize myself? So then like, you know, I downloaded the photographer photos, I downloaded their photos, and I compared them. And I was like, what the actual fuck they have edited my body, I don't look like myself. This is not something that I stand for. Mm. Um, so then when we started Jerf Avenue, I was like, well, of course, we're never going to touch the models bodies ever. Like, the way they look, that's the way they look. Like, I don't want to edit them. I don't want to make them look like something they're not. I want them in their natural beauty. I truly feel like we're all so beautiful in our uniqueness. Like, that's what makes us us. So for me, it was just such a, like, obvious thing. Like, mm-hmm. I never want to retouch anyone. Like, not pimples, stretch marks, like, bodies, weights, like, anything. We don't even, like, touch our clothes. Even if the t-shirt falls a little weird. Like we're not going to fix it. That's the way the t-shirt falls. It's real. It's so real. Like it actually makes, at least for me, when I was on the website looking, I was like, this is so helpful for me because I'm looking at someone that has a similar body shape to mine. So it makes being able to pick something that will fit you right so much better. And it's also so refreshing and nice to see that. Like young me would have loved to see that, you know? Yeah. I really, yeah. Well, I've always... I always say like, I want to be the person that I needed growing up. Mm. Like when I was 14, I would have needed someone like me, (laughs) a little selfish, maybe a little ego, but you know, (laughs) um, that's like, it's just like the way that when I make decisions, that's what I always come back to like, okay, but what would I wanted to see when I was 14? Like, I didn't want to see those like Tumblr eating disorder pages. Like I want to see, you know, healthy bodies. So I think that's how. I was just going to say, it's also really, um, I don't know what the right word right now, but for the model to receive those photos back and see that they've been changed and altered so much, like it's really damaging to young girls' mental health. It's not only damaging to the customers receiving going, this isn't what it looked like. They've been catfished, but you know, also these young models, it's not, I've had it done to me too. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, is my waist not small enough? And I'm like, you had to pin the clothes and you took my waist in. Like what? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. And it's, it shocks me that we're like literally almost in 2022 and brands still do this. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what the actual fuck? Like, why haven't we moved away from this already? Like, it's crazy to me. And it's so like, yeah, it's, it's awful. So I never want anyone to feel that way. Mm. Um, and I think that's why we do it. And that's also like, we have our customers as models instead of just booking models. Um, and that has also been really, really rewarding and really fun. Um, and I love that. I love seeing the customers, you know, like try something they've never done before and get out of their comfort zone and love it. Um, it's just like the coolest feeling. Wait, so you get, how do you go about that? So you, do you just ask people who have shopped to come in and model or? Well, we usually post like an app, not an application, but like a little Instagram post. And we're like, oh, we're looking for 18. We usually have, so they have to be 18 or over. Yeah. Just because, you know, like if they're younger with their parents and everything, it can get a bit weird maybe. And we don't want to do something like we're not supposed to. So 18 plus, you can look however you look. You can be whatever size. You can be however tall and just, you know, send in an application. And then the that we have to like choose because we have sizes from XXS to XXL, which I hope that we can expand in the future. But right now that's the demand and we never want to overproduce. But yeah, we want one model for each size, but we always want to be like, Oh, well, can we, you know, squeeze in 20 girls for this shoot? And we're like, no, we literally can't. Like we don't have, like it's never going to work. So that's like the hardest part being able, like having to, you know, pick people. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 
Oh, that's so nice and inclusive, though. Yeah, it's like I love that. the Matilda Jeff model scouting. You should have an agency yeah. soon. <laughs> I mean, they should. Yeah, <laughs> business idea. Expand the business. Okay, we're gonna. Um, yeah. we did a little question box on our Insta to ask anyone that follows to send in a question for you. So I'm gonna have. A, I haven't looked at them yet, so I'm just gonna get it up. Where do you see yourself in five years' time? Mm-hmm. Mm, five years how old am I 29 well I've always said and I don't think this is true anymore but I've always said that I want to be married by the age of like 28 mm-hmm. or like when I'm 28 I want to be like I want to get married so if Ross proposed to me like maybe you know in two years and then the year <laughs> after I will be married it's a good plan um <laughs> but now I'm like I don't know if that's gonna happen I don't know if I'm gonna feel like I had time for it but I think in five years I just want to be, I want to have the business up and running in the U.S. as well. We have just like started there. Like we, well, what do you even say? But we like started the business there now because you have to have like an actual business in the U.S. to be able to, you know, have like a warehouse there and, you know, like offer local payment options and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I really want to have that up and running. And I'm hoping that's going to happen next year. So I'm hoping it's wow. going to take five years, but. That's huge. But I want to have that up and running. Yeah. It is. It's very exciting. Um, and I, in a dream world, maybe I have another place to live. Like I live part-time in Stockholm and part-time somewhere else, somewhere warmer, somewhere nicer. So I can, you know, flee Skip the country when, yeah, this happens. <laughs> and uh, yeah, maybe Rufus has a brother or a sister. Oh. Not like a human. Not a human one. Oh. A furry a one. <laughs> another dog um but yeah I think I just want to I I want to continue growing as a person like I want to continue my like own journey of growth and just like acceptance and all of that um but yeah but with Jerf Avenue also you know I want to I want it to feel more like a real business Mm -hmm. in five years and not like I have to do all of it like like I have done this year um what advice would you have for someone struggling with body image it says, love you. Yeah, love you. <laughs> um, love you. Um, I, think, <laughs> I think that, I mean, I feel like you have to be really like neutral. Like you don't have to love your body every day. You don't have to be like, oh my God, I love my body. I love myself. You just have to be really neutral about it. Like mm. I have a body. It's going to fluctuate. Period. Like that's it. My body gets me through life. Exactly. It's like you're, and also as a person, you're constantly growing, you're constantly like evolving and your body is also gonna, you know, grow or whatever, like fluctuate always. So I think it's just really important to be neutral and to really just appreciate what your body does for you rather than like what it looks like. I feel like we're so focused on what it looks like, which is so not important. It's not like when you remember a person or when you talk about a person, you don't remember that person for oh, she was so small. She was so gorgeous. It's like, oh yeah, her energy was infectious. Like it was amazing. That's what you remember. And I think that you really, I think that we need to shift the focus from like, okay, what do we look like? To like, okay, what what am I feeling today? Like, what does my body do for me? And I think that shift of mindset has really helped me. Um, so did I answer the question? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Love that answer. No, that was it was perfect. It's like what what are they inspiring? What are they how do they make you feel versus just looking at someone based off what they look like, their appearance or like what they're wearing or just very like materialistic things? Like 
you yeah. know, more about their yeah, exactly their energy and their personality. Yeah, and we take our bodies for granted. Like we 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 forget how incredible they are. Yeah. Like what they go through, even on a daily. Yeah. Like the fact they process food and the fact that you know it kills germs exactly. when we breathe in air. Like there's just little things that we don't even realize what our bodies do for us. So instead of exactly, yeah, my biggest thing is I always complain about like my legs. I'm always like, I have such chunky legs and I'm like, where my legs? And then my mom was always like, your legs take you places. You can mm. walk around, you get to see the world, you get to experience things, you get to run, exactly. exercise mm. and swim. And it's like, that's what I always ex- at the same time have to come back to when I'm feeling like exactly yeah, perspective. Yeah. all about perspective. Exactly. Exactly. Truly. It's like the same with me. Like I've always been insecure about my arms. And then I was like, why like literally my arms like I get to hug the people I love like I get to move I get to you know pick things up I get to feel strong like it's such a we take our bodies for granted so much and like you said it's literally like if I accidentally cut my finger or something my body will heal itself Mm. it's pretty like isn't that just like the craziest thing it is I'm like it is it's like there's so many like your body works in ways you can't even understand Mm. yeah exactly so many about your hair. We won't even bother with that. <laughs> Give us one tip. Go on. <laughs> one hair tip. <laughs> I feel like Give them what they like, want. Is your hair like naturally just really voluptuous and gorgeous? I mean, I have a lot of volume. Well, today it's not that gorgeous. So I'm like, I need to wash it. But I also try to not wash it too often. I try to wash it like once a week, mm. tops twice a week. Um, but I have a lot of volume naturally. So, but hopefully in the future, there will, you know, maybe be a product that will help you get more volume. I'll be getting my mitts on that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Washing your hair once a week is actually a really good way to keep the volume. Just ramp up the dry shampoo and it really does hold it in place more. Like I've just washed my hair and it's falling everywhere. Like it needs to be a couple of days old to stay. Yeah. Oh my God, dry shampoo, my best friend. Yeah. I love it. Why I literally cannot live without it. I can't use it. It makes <gasps> my hair like really gross and I'm really sad about it. It just no. like goes all what? neat. What it about- makes my hair like. Yeah, the Batiste one's my favorite. That's the one that I use. Oh, same, same. Oh, oh it's so good. I don't know why it and doesn't work I, on my hair. I use a volumizing texture spray as well. That's what I need to get. Yeah. But do you like use, you know, like you spray it and then you like brush it in and rub it in? I mm. do. And it just makes like, I feel like my hair goes oilier quicker. It's very soft, but like, I don't know. It's weird. Anyways. Oh. Okay. Last question before we do quick burst. <laughs> I thought of a quick burst. Oh, I know. I already thought of what it's okay. about. Okay. Anyways. I'm struggling with my confidence at the moment. What is a piece, a piece of advice you would give to me? It's a good question. Um, I think that, or at least, you know, I can only like speak from my own experiences. Mm -hmm. And when I struggle with my confidence, I try to make myself feel good. Like I try to do things that make me happy, that make me feel good. Like put on my favorite outfit, put on my favorite songs, like, you know, take a long shower, go out in nature again, like talk to somebody that I trust and just, you know, like talk about what I'm going through. Um, but I think it's, for me, it's really important to then just like, fuel my body and myself with what makes me actually like feel good um and also like the gratitude practices like really like write down in your journal or on your phone or even just in your head like what are you grateful for um get perspective and that really usually always helps me yeah love that amazing 
Okay, well, to wrap up, we always ask a quick burst opinion. It's just really random. So I wanted to ask you as our final random opinion, what what do you think about Vegemite? Oh, good Have one. you tried Vegemite? <laughs> good one. Are you eating I actually every morning think I did try it in Australia. Um, <laughs> I mean, I must have. No, I absolutely did not. Um, but I don't think it was. I don't think it was that bad. I think it was more like you know have to get used to it and it's like a if you're if you've grown up with it like yeah it's you know it's okay but as a tourist in Australia I wouldn't say that it's my favorite thing you know like but we all have those things in our countries like if you guys came here I would we have this like brown butter I guess it comes from an animal maybe I don't know but it's really it's really bad (laughs) so what does it taste like what is it I can't even describe the taste. It's just really, really awful. It's called like oh, it's smell, probably like I think. Oh, yes, smell. It sounds like I didn't start eating Vegemite till literally last year, and I grew up here. Really, really? Yeah. Why? I just didn't like the taste of it. I thought it was disgusting. I was like, I feel so un-Australian. Yeah, I f- find that so weird. Anyone that says they don't like Vegemite. And if they're Australian, I'm like, mm, red flag. I was a peanut butter girl. Walking red flag. Or Nutella. Oh, but Nutella. how come you then started liking it? I honestly had to force myself because I feel like everyone didn't think I was a true Aussie if I didn't like Vegemite. So I just did it purely to just shut people oh. up because I'd be like, oh, you don't like Vegemite? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, spread it so thin with pizza butter. <laughs> And then I just eventually just got used to it. It's like coffee. I hated coffee and then you eventually just like it. <laughs> and alcohol. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I I literally live for your guys' accents. I love Australian accents. It's so much fun. <laughs> we get bogan ones come out. <laughs> I, we say some stupid shit sometimes. I feel like we sound so silly. Yeah. Your accent's cute. It's like Swedish, but like American. A bit American. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know. It's there. I, I don't know. <laughs> I was just going to say, I feel like most countries kind of pick up a bit of an American accent because all of the movies and TV shows are American. So when they try and like learn English, yeah. it's all in an American accent. Yeah. It, yeah, definitely. And then I lived, I learned how to speak English in California. So in the US, I lived there when I was younger. It was just two and a half years, but that's where like I even learned the language. And then now that I work with so many like US brands and we always go back to the US, I definitely feel like you know, like that sticks with me rather than speaking like British. But in school, we were taught more like the British English. Wow. So like the spellings and everything, like favorite with a U and stuff. Yeah. Almost like us. Yeah. Yeah. I tried it's to just learn not my thing. thing. Yeah, I tried to learn another language. I studied French for six years and I just can't say oh, wow. much at all. It's really pathetic. <laughs> I would love to know, but I just, I yeah. I think once you're a bit older, it's kind of hard. Mm. My my brain cells just don't definitely. come on like they used to. No, definitely. I really want to learn Spanish. Mm. I also like, you know, read Spanish in school, but I had a teacher and he was amazing. But all we did was dance Zumba. Like we didn't actually like sit down and learn the language. We would just dance. We would like stand in a circle and dance Zumba. And I was like, okay. That'd be oh, my favorite class. Like, we love that. Love Zumba. <laughs> oh my God. It was the best. But then I realized when I like graduated, I'm like, wait, I don't know any Spanish. I can be like, oh, you know. I really, I don't know. I hope he does. He was, <laughs> I, he was amazing. He was the cutest. He was so sweet. 
Well, thank you so much for coming on the pod. We really appreciate it. It's been so nice talking to you. So nice. We've loved everything you've had to say. And I know that our followers are so excited for this podcast to come out. They're already like, when's it live? We're like, (laughs) we're like, everyone wait. Because everyone in Australia loves you. Like literally everyone in Australia loves you. You're like an icon. You truly are. I love everyone in Australia. Well, not everyone, but the people who are nice. Not those bitches that retouched. Retouched your body? Yeah. Do you know nope. What? The bitches we touched no, on, we like, like oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank no, you. No, but yeah, I'm a, thank you for having me. I hope I can come back. And next time you guys go to Europe, you better come to Stockholm. Oh, I really want to go to London next time. Fun. Maybe like not when it's dark at three to. o'clock. But well, we're going to no. be living in London next year. So when we're living in London, we're we'll going to be yes, bouncing um, around. We'll have how far is London? It's so Sweden. easy. I think it's like a two-hour flight or something. <gasps> yes. yes. Can we visit like your beach That's <laughs> You guys, yes. Hopefully I'll have a pool by then. Bread. That's the goal. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, but you guys, oh my God, when you go, like it's going to be so nice. You're going to be so close to everything in Europe. It's literally like an hour flight everywhere. Like I mean, compared to our 24-hour flight that it's going to take us yeah. to get to London, we're going to, like it's going to be heaven for us. I mean, I even remember being in like Perth and we took a flight to Sydney and it was like six hours. I'm like, what is this? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's such a, cause we're such a big country and we're also so far away, but we're so used to it. That's been our yeah. lives. Like yeah. every time we go to America or LA, it's like, okay, here goes a 12 hour flight. <laughs> and most of Australia lives yeah. around the edge. No one really lives in the middle. Mm-hmm. So it's like, everything oh, yeah. is like yeah. eight, like it's all on all the coast. coast. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, well, Anyways. at least it's beautiful there. Yeah. Well, anyways, hope you have a beautiful day and yeah, I hope the sun you. comes out a little bit for you. It's been a little sunny this week. So I, you know, I squeeze my head out and I take in all the vitamin <laughs> D I can get. All right. Well, thank you thank so you. much. We'll speak to you soon. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.